Welcome to Promo Insiders, a counselor podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting news to fun trends. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, and today I'm joined by Chris Bernay of Vapor Apparel. Today we're going to be talking about the viral study that recently came out of Duke University. Researchers use a laser and cell phone to test out more than a dozen different types of face coverings and rated each on how good it was at blocking respiratory droplets. So one of the things they tested was a neck gaiter, and and in the test, it proved that it was the least effective covering. And that conclusion, of course, spread across the media, and that's where Chris comes in. So Vapor Apparel has been making high-quality neck gaiters for years, and he wanted the media and the authors of the study to understand that not all gaiters are the same. joining us, Chris. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So first of all, like, when did you first hear about this um, the study that Duke did? It kind of, it seemed like it spread like very, very quickly. Yeah. And I'm really happy that uh, we're talking to you today because I can say like, wow, what a difference a week and a half can make in, in, in where the story is. So I got wind of it um, basically at the beginning of last week. Uh, and you know, we've obviously done a lot of gator production here recently. And so I started getting hit by three or four folks who care about us. And, and, um, next thing I know, I was like, wow, this is really an issue. So I started diving into it and, um, and basically it spread extremely quickly. Uh, so I started finding out like, where did it start and decided, okay, let's, let's engage the media that has reported on this and see if we can get our side of the story out. Right, right. Because it was kind of, at least in the beginning, it was pretty one-sided coverage of just, you know, what this uh, study said. And and I think it, it got a little sensationalized for sure. Um, um, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, that's the nexus of the issue, really. And, and so just so we're clear, I've spoken to Professor Fisher and Professor Werner, uh, or Warner, I don't want to malign his name, um, who are the folks who did this study. I've spoken with Miss Chen, who was the reporter at the Washington Post. She actually, I, I'm under the impression she picked up the uh, information originally from the News and Observer in Raleigh. Uh, and, and I don't think Duke did anything wrong here. Right. I don't think they actually said what the media said they said. If you look at the research, what they told the universe was, hey, listen, we've come up with, an, with a way to test things. We right. have to have this gator laying around the lab, as he put it, or around the office. And, and so we can get into the different types of gators as we continue to chat. But, but for starters, the Washington Post took the information and basically extended the science past the point that Duke University right. wanted it extended. Right. Well, I mean, and you know, not to get into, I guess, the failings of the media because I am in the media. But often, I find that often happens with science reporting, where you know, we're people like me, we're lay people. I'm not a scientist, but I'm trying to report. You know, if I'm trying to report something that is the latest science news, you're trying to break it down for the regular person. But sometimes there can be something a little lost in the the translation between you know, what the scientists are saying and then what like the media and regular people are understanding from that. 
Um, Agreed. And, and I think that the, the headline that the Washington Post had in particular was very much sensationalized. And frankly, it was very inaccurate. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to a gentleman by the name of Richard Stradling, who was the original writer of this information at the News and Observer. When I called him, uh, I said, listen, you know, I run a business and, and, and we have a really high quality product and we work with hundreds of small businesses throughout the country and this is going to impact their their lives and their ability to sustain their business so i'd like to tell you a little bit more about the gator industry and he to his credit he was like fair enough that's not my intent at all and um he came out with a new article the very next day which went into extreme detail about why the original headline from the washington post really wasn't accurate yeah yeah so i mean what made you actually reach out to the Washington Post and, and the, you know, authors, studies, and, and, and the guy from the, the, the News and Observer? Um, well, I, I felt like we were getting picked on. Yeah. Um, I read the data and, and, you know, I'm a recovering English major, so I'm the furthest thing away from a physicist. I know a couple of physicists. They are, they are very smart people. But it, it's very clear when you read they were like, that they said, we well, just randomly grabbed a gator. So there was no empirical data about that gator. Right. Didn't know its weight, didn't know its contents. They actually misrepresented it. They called it a cotton fleece in the beginning, and it, it actually wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, so I talked to my business partners. I said, look, we, we shouldn't just sit here and stand for this. We should, we should educate based on our understanding. And, you know, there's lots of different cars on the planet. They cost different amounts of money. They do not do the same things. A Jeep right. and a Cadillac just don't do the same things. So um, we have been making gators for over a decade. And to be completely honest with you, we never really sold that many. And and honestly, that's because we made a high quality gator in an environment where price is always in the first two. It might yeah. be first, second and third in the list of priorities, especially if you're giving something away. But, you know, if I can real quick, who is Vapor Apparel when we're not, you know, doing PPE? Well, we're a sun protection brand and, and we're one of the best sun protection brands rated out there. And, you know, we have consumer customers and, and we committed to the promotional products industry quite quite a while ago, a couple of years ago. Um, so, so we said, okay, we're gonna be a sun protection company that offers a sun protection gator. And we did this in, when we researched the product, we talked to all kinds of people and most of our customers are sports enthusiasts. So we talked to winter guys and they said, well, listen, do us a favor, make it a little longer so we can double it up when it gets really cold on the snowmobile or, or where have you. So, so the fact that I can double it up, the fact that it's 135 grams and it's got a mechanical stretch that doesn't fade. I felt like the product was good enough that we should say, hey, listen, did you know that there's gators out here like this in addition to the ones that, for all I know, they got what they got given away at a, at a, at a Duke basketball game, right. which is probably a commoditized, low-cost product. So you mentioned that, you know, you guys never really sold a lot of gators, but that that changed during the pandemic, right? It's changed a lot. And and honestly, I believe it's because it's a high quality product. You know, all of a sudden people want their their gator to do more than than what the historical promo market asks a gator to do. Historically, it's like, hey, 
broadcast a brand name on this and, and 90, 99 times out of 100, it's a sublimated gator. We've been in the sublimation business for over 20 years. We were founded by people who are experts in sublimation. Um, so, so, so we definitely felt like, you know, we have the type of product for this moment in time. And yes, it's been substantial. Uh, but but other parts of our business are growing at the same time, too. And, um, you know, we actively sell to consumers on Amazon, and I don't think we should hide that. It's it's actually really good for promotional suppliers because they have this really nice high price point out there on Amazon that they can compare our product to. So we've seen our sun protection business go up because people aren't in bars. They're outside mm-hmm. with their kids. Um, just like Lowe's and Home Depot saw increases in revenue because of outside activity, we have as well. And we've also seen our volume on Amazon go up as well. Okay. Um, so, you know, as far as going back to the, the study itself, what are some more of the, like the shortcomings you, you saw? Like what, what was wrong with, with what they did? I mean, or at least how it was portrayed. I can't, you know, I've had a couple of email dialogues with with both of the professors and you can tell how bad they feel about the way that their information was represented. Um, I'm not going to call it mis. They won't call it misrepresented or not, but they have on multiple occasions said, Hey, listen, we weren't trying to make a commentary on this. So I don't think they have any shortcomings in the physics department at Duke university. I have no reason to say they do. Um, I do feel like the Washington post in particular, you know, had a great headline to get your attention. You know, people want information. Everybody's starving for accuracy. Face coverings for for lots of different reasons that you and I have no control over have become politicized. There's a lot of issues on the table. So people are grabbing for information on PPE in particular. And I think the Washington Post knew that when they were making their their uh, headline. Uh, I did speak to Ms. Chen. I I reflected with her that I felt the headline was not accurate despite the editing of the the article itself. And and they stood behind their headline and, and that's their decision. I'm not here to comment on it. I'm here to say that you know, Duke University didn't really do anything wrong. And the yeah. News and Observer in Raleigh in particular did a lot of things correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as far as, as the study and the coverage of it, like how has it affected you know, your business? And also, you know, I've, I've heard from some other people in the promotional products business who said they were getting orders canceled like right after, you know, right away. And it was it was an immediate impact. But how, how has it affected you guys? Well, this is where our, our our belief that the best defense is a good offense came into play. Um, you know, if you can defend your product, then then you know you you have a reason to engage in the conversation. Um, as far as how it's impacted our business, it's actually been very positive. Mm. And I think the reason it's been positive is because we first of all we have a product that enabled us to go back to them and say, wait a second, you're not talking about our data. Um, there's a reason I sent our Gators overnight signature required to, to Professor Fisher, and he's confirmed that he has them. Now, also dealing with COVID-19 on Duke University's campus, so it's going to be a couple weeks probably before they get any results on it. But um, the minute that we started to be quoted in some of these periodicals, I think the lesson to other people in the industry is if you know your product's good, don't be afraid to stand up to the media and defend it. 
they put their pants on just like everybody else. You know, they've got challenges. They've got deadlines. You know about deadlines. I've, I've written for the media before. Deadlines aren't fun. And sometimes people cut corners, you know. But once we were in the conversation, um, we are quoted in the updated Washington Post article. We actually started getting leads oh, okay. from and we have been working with, like today, I spoke with uh, a university in the New England area uh, who was working with a promotional product supplier and wanted more detail on why we decided we that's not applicable to us. And so we've, we, we reacted very quickly. We took the media once we were referenced in it, as well as our own talking points. And we said, okay, get this out to our distributors. We, we empowered them with the information so that when they were talking directly to folks about this, they were like, that's right, but please read this. And so we've actually seen an uptick in volume on this. So, I mean, I guess, you know, the moral of the story a little bit is that you should be, you have to be very informed about your product and what's going on in the world, because if you're not paying attention, you know, maybe you would have missed that, but you guys were right on it. You got in front of it. And I would say the other moral is for, for all the promotional products people out there, return my emails if I want to talk to you for a story, right? Um, well, because if yeah. you're not, if you're not um, engaged in the conversation, you know, you could be misrepresented or, or left out. Now, don't kid yourself. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of, in, of intestinal fortitude to, to roll up on the Washington Post. Yeah. Um, I, I cross-checked our position with a couple of people beforehand. It's kind of like one of those moments when you're like, please tell me I'm crazy if I think this. And people are like, you know, that's not crazy. As a matter of fact, that headline is is the thing that needs some clarification. Um, and, and you talk to anybody in the textile business. I mean, we're, we're down here in the Carolinas. We're, we're headquartered near Charleston, South Carolina. You talk to folks in the textile industry and they're like, this, this is, how is this even possibly being analyzed for the purposes of whether or not it, PPE is being effective? There's way too many, there's, there's so many variables in a, way, in, in, a, in a fabric. What does it weigh? The stretch, how many sizes? You know, when we started out, we had one size gator. Now, our large gator takes care of 75% of the population, but guess what? People need gators for tweens. And there's some pretty big guys out in Nebraska and Texas and everywhere else in the country, and they need an extra large. So sizing of the gator has a big impact as well. And so we we pivoted. I hate that word, but it is very applicable in this situation. We scrambled the jets uh, and, and we added, you know, more options to our to our gator repertoire. And we're adding more for the fall. We're, we're developing a fleece solution right now, which is gonna be even heavier. Uh, so we're confident that it's, it's, it's not gonna solve the COVID-19 issue by itself. You know, like anything else, protecting your house involves a dog and an alarm system and bright lights. It's not one thing that's gonna protect you from COVID-19, but we felt like we needed to defend our position in it and, and, um, and we stand by our product. Yeah. Well, I mean, to talk, you've talked about your product a little bit already, but are there other like features that you want to highlight that makes yours different than maybe the average gator or, or whatever was used in the, in the study? Well, I, I appreciate that opportunity. If, if I can, what I'd rather do is talk to distributors about what they should be looking at to analyze the difference okay. between gators. So if a gator weighs 80 grams, 
that's probably a gator that's not ideal to be PPE. If it doesn't have stretch, mechanical stretch is what we have built into ours. So um, we're famous for making one of the most comfortable, lightweight fabrics for sun protection in the marketplace. One of the ways we do that is we don't have any Lycra or spandex in that shirt um, because it gets heavy and it, it, it loses its elasticity in the washer and dryer cycle. So we wanted a lightweight fabric. We said, let's build a mechanical stretch. So it's kind of like the opposite of an accordion. You know how an accordion wants to spread out? Our, our fabric wants to push in and stay there. So you have to, it, it has this stretch that won't dissipate the longer you use it. Another thing that's different about our Gator, again, is because we're a sun protection company, um, it's a UPF 50 product and this mechanical stretch actually accelerates its, its, um, it makes the product better the more you wash and dry it. So after 30 washes, some of our UPF shirts and gaiters have a rating of over 150, 170. Um, for folks, I, I, I certainly don't want to turn this into a sun protection, um, uh, conversation, but legally the highest ranking there is is upf 50 plus that doesn't mean that it can't go up in time through use and ours happens to do that so that means the gator is getting fluffier and 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 denser from sun protection as well that that may mean something about breath too so um i think there's a lot of differences between our product and, and your average low-cost promotional gator I like to say that quality counts. It really counts on this topic right now. Um, again, I mentioned earlier, ours is a little longer, so you can double it up, like the way mine's doubled up right now. So I'm actually now two layers instead of one. And I, th I, I think that that's something that is relevant for the moment in Gators as we're dealing with this virus. Right, I mean, you see that in just like, in the masks that, you know, more layers, you know, tend, tend to be better or, or what people want. And I mean, I guess, you know, another thing is we've we've always, when it wasn't, you know, uh, the pandemic time, one thing that I think we've always stressed at ASI was like, you need to educate your customers. You need to know about like, you know, the different types of t-shirt constructions and, and what, you, have to, you have to make yourself an expert. So I would imagine that right now it's just as crucial as ever to know what different types of masks are there, what different types of gaiters you know, and how they should be used, what, what's good and what's not. I mean, would you agree that like education is kind of key for, for distributors right now? I, I think it's always important, especially, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to confuse us with a low cost company. A lot of people are like, oh, why are you in the promo business? It's all about price. I was like, tell that to Yeti, you know, tell that to Swiss Army Knife, tell that to Toomey when I see them at these events, you know? So there's a high there's a high quality side of the promo business. Um, you know, we've been in, we've been a, a supplier member or manufacturing member of ASI for a long time, but it, it wasn't until we, we added a gentleman to our team by the name of Mike Fullerton, who I, I, I like to call, he's kind of like the CEO of our promo business. And, um, you know, he understands education and he understands the need and he also understands that distributors are so busy and they're on the road and they're moving around so he's always focused on making sure that our information is easy for the distributors to have um we're religious about updating sage and esp both because you know this market counts on both of those platforms and 
Um, so yeah, education is always important, but when you're playing with PPE in particular at this moment in time with the media behaving the way it's behaving, yeah. And so I would encourage folks who are using gaiters that are substantive, if they're as heavy as ours are, use the articles. Even if you're working with our competitor, if you're working with our competitors, I, I don't know anybody who's running around with the same type of fabrics. I'm not a supplier, I'm, I mean a distributor. I'm focused on, our, we are focused on our product and making it as good as possible. But I think the articles that have come to market on this topic as a result of our interactions with the media are good for any supplier to use. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, I think we, we talked a lot about, you know, gators and masks and just kind of this particular moment in time. What do you think, like, what do you think the future holds? Like how, how long do you think that we're going to be, you know, you know, not that you have a crystal ball, but like how long do you think that the need for masks and face coverings and gators is going to be, you know, yeah. so big? Well, let's first off recognize that you're asking a non-scientist that question. All right. I, I don't play one on TV. Uh, we don't have any scientists on staff at our at our company. I think it's a very political question for a lot of people as well. So I'm hesitant on that regard. But uh, I'm a little bit of a finance nerd. I, I, like, I like to watch Bloomberg. I like to watch CNBC. And, you know, I remember when everybody started talking about the recovery. Oh, we're going to have a V-shaped recovery. I'm like, well, no. Why? Because you want one? Because we wanted it. So, so I think when people ask, you know, what do you think is going to happen? People have a tough time neutralizing what they want to have happen. Mm -hmm. and because humans are inherently optimistic, or at least most of us are. Um, if you ask me if, if, if Vegas had a table where you could pick the date or the quarter, let's go with quarter, right? I, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have been paying attention to Mr. Gates, Mr. Bill Gates, who's involved in this in a, in a lot of different ways. And uh, I've also paid attention to folks at, uh, at different, you know, there's some doctors in my neighborhoods. I've talked to them and there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, whether you like it or not, it's probably the second half of next year. Um, and then let's look at the fact that, you know, before COVID-19 hit, Asia, has been wearing face coverings as part of everyday life mm -hmm. um, for a number of reasons. They had SARS, you know, which was an extremely lethal virus. And so I don't think we're going to look at people so weird walking through the airport anymore if they're wearing a gator in 2022. Um, yeah, that's something I've always thought, too, is that this is, this you know, is, this is normalized real, and maybe it will be just part of your wardrobe. And, and, and look, you know, I mean, people were like, oh, this is crazy. And then some folks were like, oh, well, it's going to come. It's just going to be like sneakers. You know, it's going to become a fashion statement. And it has become a fashion statement. If you look at our consumer site, we have some we have some funny gators. You know, we've got some that are patriotic. We've got some that have a tiger's mouth with a big tongue wagging out with a paisley background and stuff. And, you know, I've, I've worn the one with the tiger uh, tongue coming out, walking into Lowe's and little kids are looking at you. And so it doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. We can make each other laugh with gators. And, and, and I think that's where, you know, places like ASI and the promo space, they can help make it a little more human. Um, there's a guy in my production 
in our production area and um, his name's Jimmy. And so he has a mask of his smile on the mask. And, and, and I'm like, clearly you're in a good mood today. He's like, well, you should see under my mask. No, in all seriousness, I mean, people are customizing these things in a way that, and, and this is where sublimation in particular, you know, if any one technology was going to declare victory about COVID-19, I would have to say that sublimation is the victor. Um, it's, particularly designed for PPE, but it's also a very nimble technology. You know, when this thing start, first started happening and state governments were saying you can't open up your business and things like that, you know, I talked to a couple people in the Midland, in the Midwest who said, yeah, I just went to my shop at three in the morning and I just grabbed all my sublimation equipment and then so-and-so and so-and-so started shipping to my house instead of the instead of the shop so i think sublimation has won the day and 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 that has certainly helped us weather this storm and i just hope everybody can make it through it uh as much as possible we're 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 very much in a darwinism moment so you know set up those uh keyword notifications on google you know because yeah. they're they're worth their weight in gold right now yeah, and I mean, to, to your point about sublimation, I have actually talked to some decorators who, you know, decided that now was the time to get into sublimation. That they, you know, thought about it for a while, but they they actually made the plunge because of COVID and because of masks and you know decorating them. So I think there's definitely a lot of validity to to that argument for sure. Well, it's funny. Uh, the vapor was founded by myself and my business partner Jackson Burnett, and we both worked. Um, in the sublimation industry prior to starting Vapor. And um, I remember when we were we, we were at a, a, a different uh, business and somebody came up with the idea of, hey, we should have a um, like a Swiss Army knife advertisement about sublimation because, you know, the Swiss Army knife has all these different attachments. And so the ad actually had all these substrates at the end of different parts of the knife. But it's an extremely flexible technology. And, um, and, and I think that that is obviously an advantage in times like this. And it's, and it's, it can be a mobile and compact technology. You can't take your screen print dryer and move it to the house in the middle of a pandemic, but you can pick up your heat presses and, and your, and your Epson or your, even your Mamaki printer, and you can get it to the house if you need to. And and I we've seen a lot of that kind of mentality and a lot of our distributors are very successful right now with their sublimation friendly substrates. Okay. Uh, well, Chris, is there anything else that you want to add before we go about gators, the media, sublimation, the pandemic, or, you know, I don't know what you had for dinner last night. <laughs> um, I had a really good tomato pie from Edisto Island, South Carolina, and I know like, I'm from New Jersey, so tomato pie typically means pizza, but it doesn't down here. Uh, so that's I what I had. I was going to say, I thought that was a pizza, that's a pizza thing. But yeah, no, it is, I, but 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 not not on Edisto Island. Um, that being said, I, I feel like we've covered it. I, I do appreciate the opportunity to get the forum to 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 clarify to our constituents constituency directly what makes us different um we're here to help if distributors who haven't done business with us before are looking to galvanize their offering on ppe give me a call reach out to mike fullerton on esp or sage um we're we're ready to to 
to make it happen. And, and, um, and we've got a hold of our lead time. So we're able to kick things, um, in less than a week. And if I say anything else, this is going to turn into a commercial and that's not the point. (laughs) No, we don't want to do that. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking a couple of minutes to talk with us today, Chris. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for all the hard work you guys are doing. Thank you.